Live is brought to you by TrueCar. Access an exclusive audience of lower funnel car buyers through our network of over 500 affinity partners, including USAA, Sam's Club, and AAA. Close more sales in a cost-effective way. There's never been a better time to become a TrueCar certified dealer. Hey, it's 3.30. This is Auto Dealer Live. I'm going to start different today. That's right. I'm going to talk in my sexy voice. That's because you're a game changer. A game changer. That's right. You're watching Auto Dealer Live. That's right. That's right. Little Barry Manilow. Or Little Barry Manilow. <laughs> little Barry Manilow. <laughs> Barry White. Barry, Barry Manilow. Nice. nice Coca Cabana. Yeah, nice Coca Cabana <laughs> opening. Yeah. I meant like Barry White. You know what I mean? Like Bones. Louise. Yeah. Yeah, Bear, baby. Little Barry Manilow. See a little, oh, wow. Barry, little Barry White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, let's let's do a retake. Oh wait, we're when I think of that Barry White, I think of that scene in Bruce Almighty when he pulls the uh, moon down. What's up, guys? What's going on? Not too much, man. Not too much. It's Thursday. It's that it's time, that time again. <laughs> I'm I'm excited about today's show, though, man. You know, I'm in a different mood, I'm in a chill mood kind of today. I'm in a uh, just a just a good mood. I'm in a mood to talk. You know, kind of, kind of hang out a little bit with you guys and talk automotive. And Cribs, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Man, you got a tie on. Look, Cribs came all in like. We got a man. He's like, the man. Like a closer, right? Like a closer. Like, come on now. Not like a closer. <clears throat> like the closer. Hey, That's what we're now we're talking. Yeah. That's right. See. That's right. No, I love today's uh, format. You know. Little freestyling, <clears throat> free. like Cribs is not even wearing pants under the table. <laughs> I'm not. I'm he's not free. He's free. He's free. That's not freestyling. That's not freestyling. Oh, yeah. No, he's no, no, freestyling no. in a different way. Freestyling. It's like he's wearing a tie up top and he's wearing boxers up down below. It's like a mullet. It's like a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Business in the front, party on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you tuned in, yes, Ooh. we are talking about this stuff, and you have not made a mistake. This is the normally auto dealer life. All right, so Chris, man, um, we had a good show last week, and uh, we had, huh? I don't think your mic's on. I think he, hey, I think what? Freaking Lou! <laughs> the whole time Chris was talking, like, <laughs> no, like, oh, that's good, and Chris was like, this was on. Anyway, yeah, I thought we had a pretty good show last week. I mean, Remember you um, had a good debate, and um, we had some good guests on. So, yeah, I thought it was a good show. We did have some good guests on, and uh, Joe Calla, he's here right now. He actually has on, is on a demo, so um, I think he'll be coming in and joining the conversation here shortly. Hopefully not, though, because I'm hoping the demo goes pretty well. Right. And it started at 3.30, and so hopefully by 4.30 it's still going on, and, and I walk out to a closed deal. That'd be great. Yeah. But, um but here we are. So he was on last week. Cribs, you couldn't make it last week, and even though you were instrumental in the, in, in discussing the topic, and we discussed it, we discussed base and we discussed um, commission salespeople, and we, we said at the end of the show, Chris and I got into a little interesting debate, which we're going to maybe bring you into it, uh, Cribs, and kind of bring our guest into it, and, and maybe uh, you know maybe kind of set the tone for the rest of the show. But, you know, we could have, we said we could have a longer show and more dialogue about this because the reality is, um, you know, it's a topic right now that regardless of if we like it, it's we're facing it in business in general, but in the automotive in, in industry as well. And, um, you know, it's in, but yet there's an interesting topic that we're going to talk about as well that you that you brought up that might 
kind of fly in the face of it a little bit. So, um, you know, and, and it's one of these things, man, where the industry, it's like, there's so many dealers, there's 20,000 dealerships in the U S franchise dealers, not even counting independent dealerships. And so I really don't know if anybody can say, I have my finger on the pulse of the industry because it's such a vast industry and it's so segmented by, by demographics or area, you know, and it, that it's different. Yeah. in a lot of places. And, and I think sometimes we're challenged by the fact that, you know, uh, we, we're very passionate about what we've seen work or what's been successful in our segment or our career or our, you know, our place at a dealership. Mm -hmm. um, when oftentimes, you know, the bottom line is, you know, wh wh what's the, what is the bottom line? You know, mm -hmm. is this store successful? Does it produce money? Um, does it produce a profit for its owners, right? So it's hard to argue like you're doing it wrong if you're doing it right. You're doing it right <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, I mean, business is all about, Chris, net net profit, man. It's all about what you got, what you got left when you go home at the end of the day. And that's just, that's just a sheer fact. I mean, as a business owner, you know, I mean, I want to do it right. And there's processes that work and we always have to explore how we can improve, how we, imp how, how we can improve those processes. But really, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a, it's really a, um, a scientific guess, so to speak, a lot of times and just trial and error, you know, when you really begin to look at what works and what doesn't. And when, when, it, when it comes down to it, the auto industry has always been a titanic for change one way or the other in, in, because it's so profitable. It's just mm -hmm. a profitable industry. And when you have money coming in the coffers at the end of the month or at the end of the year, and, you know, and then the manufacturers, the OEMs, they step in and they step up to the plate so much, you know, and there's a lot of money that comes in. You know, if people are making money, a lot of times that that just makes makes it cloudy to the need to change. So, um, you know, you and I, let's bring the debate up a little bit. And, uh, Lou, should we go ahead and go to break first and then come back and just uh, generate this conversation? Um, you think? But, He's like, oh, well, let me think about it for a second. Here's, what, I, here's what I'll say while, he, while he's. Uh, What's that? We already have a call. Okay. Well, we'll go to break in a second then, but, yeah. but let's go to break first. Yeah, so we're going after break. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's, I'm going to ask you guys to share the show today. What we're going to do today, let's let the cat out of the bag, Cribs. We're going to have, um, we're going to have a, we're going to have an open mic show. So we're going to have the number on the screen. Um, Lou's going to put the number up on the screen and we're going to have the number on the screen the entire time. And uh, we're going to open up the uh, show to callers and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. Um, we're going to bring some typical some topics up here in a minute, but then we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And this is going to be a show where people have asked us to do this for a while, so we decided to bring it. But share the show today, and uh, we're going to give away some money. So let's give away $50 to three $50. winners. So we'll give away 150 bucks, And uh, so three winners will win $50. We'll, we'll draw at the end. All you got to do is share the show, and your name gets in. So we're giving away cash every week. Hopefully you guys like winning cash. And um, cash money. I can think of worse things to win than cash. <laughs> like, oh, man, I hate winning money. Like, yeah, like, sucks, like what man. if we were giving? I got, just got some more money, honey. I'm sorry. Like if we we're giving away, like you know, uh, no, I don't know, man. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, and we're going to get into our debate. Let's see if we can rehash it. All right, sounds good. All right, Let's share the it. show. Well, we do training every single day, and uh, so I think sometimes myself or the management team you know, are uh, spent uh, the half hour before, the day before, thinking about what we're going to talk about. When you're doing it every day, you, you start repeating some of the same things. So this gives you an endless amount of uh, information and various topics that you can uh, present in short snippets, whether it be five minutes or 20 minutes. Um, the platform itself, is, as far as the sales rep, is very user-friendly. Um, so that helps. It's, it's simple, short, and sweet. 
Um, in the car business, unless you're a new hire trainee, uh, you don't have a lot of free time in your day. But we have a process where we get somebody to log in every day and get at least one class done. I think one of the biggest immediate hacks we've done with our new hires, the way our industry is set up right now, um, it's too much of a sink or swim kind of mentality. And I think we lose a lot of good people with that mentality. And the problem is not people knowing or not having the amount of knowledge to share. We, we live in a fast-paced environment now, so sometimes it's being able to block out the time to share that knowledge. It's vibrant, it's refreshing, it's quality content. It's like no other training platform that is out there. It is the best in the business from my personal experience and it's just not one person speaking it's multiple people and you guys need to check it out i mean there is something for everybody in this learning platform for people that are in the service drive for people that are in finance bdc uh for us veterans that have been in the program for a while um, also for people that are new i will tell you what if you're a veteran you still need to go check out the new hire program it's it's quality content it's like no other Hey, welcome back. We're live, Auto Dealer Live today. Hey, we're freestyling a little bit, so it's your opportunity to call in and be a guest on the show and ask questions. And uh, Lou, what's the uh, call-in number? 813-574-1820. 574-1820. Make sure you get your call in, get a chance to be on the air and ask your questions at Auto Dealer Live to our social media audience as well as the host. Hey, so, okay, so I wasn't here last week, and you guys got into the debate or the topic of you know, should we have a salary-based, uh, you know, pay plan versus all commission? Where did it wind up with you two? Because well, I have some input. I, I want to hear. It ended up with me winning. And me winning. And him, you know. Okay. It ended up with me winning and Chris losing. Real quick. 60 seconds, Chris. 60 seconds. What? He didn't win, and I didn't. Which lose. side were you? Which side were you on? Base or no base? It's all about that base. I was. Um, and for the sake and of the conversation, out of it now. No, for the sake of the conversation, I was on the side of base, and okay. and, and I'm coming from the direction of recruiting new young talent into the industry. Um, because only so, old people like commission. So the idea is attracting, you know, attracting talented people. Well, he, what he was, yeah, what he was doing basically is young people, young people, he was saying, obviously you want base. And I was trying to say, I guess we have to tra attract old people with geriatric, <laughs> geriatric. Right, you know, right. Exactly what you were and, saying. And, yes. and you're <laughs> you going to be 85 years okay, old. Okay, so that, was that your biggest sort of plus toward, uh, on the side of base? Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, okay. it's about that and it's about retention. About okay. being able to... Okay, so I might agree with the first part in part, but I certainly don't agree with who would want someone to be retained on just base. But let's go to Dave. I didn't what, say just base. Hear? I know you did. Well, hold on. I know, I, I know that was Chris, a little unfair. Let me get. But, let me make this easier for let's, you. Okay, come on. Let me make this easier for you to make to get to get your juices kind of flowing here because you're going to get ticked a little bit and in a righteous ticked. You know what I mean? Like okay. a righteous tick. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna look at Chris right now because you know I me mean, that we would debate worse. I'm gonna look forward. So here's the deal. Chris and I got into a discussion at the end of the show, and he was saying, here's, I'll make my point, and then Chris, you can, it, you know, I guess you still feel the same way, and you didn't change your mind in a week, so maybe you could just debate with me. So my guys are on a base, number one. First of all, I believe in a base. I believe that the, I believe in it. I put a base out there because I launch. Well, hold on. Hold, hold on, on there. Hold, 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 the mic. <clears throat> hold the phone. That wasn't a mic drop. But I guess what he was, that's a cheap, he tried to take a cheap win. <laughs> right, right, that ain't right. that easy, bro. That was it. Okay. He's, he's over there with props and effects. You better, as you're you, better, you, better, you better feel twice. All right, so that, so, 
You better feel twice, Betty. I ain't, I ain't that small. All right, so here's the deal. All right, so it's it's it, it's I got my guys on a base. So I mean, I believe right. in a base. I believe. And, and but, by the way, the reason well, is I, the is the base. By the way, real quick, is the base for a certain length of time, or no. is it an ongoing base? It's until I fire them. You know, okay. until they okay. make it. No, no, it's there. It's it's permanent. No, it's permanent. Okay. It's it's permanent. But I did it to re, 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 uh, recruit. And it's not a draw. It's not no. a draw. It's not a draw. No, okay. it's a base. All right. I did it to recruit talent. I did it to bring in individuals in because there's a learning curve in sales. And I think, and also I want a certain caliber of individual. And then I, you know, and, and, and so it's, it's good for ads. It's good for, it's, it's part of a pay plan. It's, there's a whole, okay. it, to me, a base is nothing more when you're looking for talented individuals, a base of substantial base is nothing more than a benefits package is strong or what have you. But this is the reality of it. Uh, sales. And I'm talking about, we're in the automotive industry. Okay. So I'm talking about sales that is pressured no matter what anybody says i mean automotive sales is a is a is a pressured game and then if you go well wait a second i don't think we have to pressure the customer that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the pressure is that you are competing with not only everybody at your dealership you're not only competing with uh, with with selling the customer you're competing with every dealer around you and in today's internet market we're in the tampa bay market we're not only competing with dealers in brandon that are brand and dealers. You're competing with Tampa and Plant City and all the surrounding areas and so forth and so on. So I pay a base. What I was saying, and this is where Chris and I started debating, he I said, look, you have to be able to, if you want somebody to sell their best, if you want them to go after extra and additional business, you have to put a strong commission plan in place and a base is not going to cut it and I think that person, regardless of their age, if they're millennial or not, has to be trained has to be trained how to close and sell and go after additional business. And so I think where Chris came in is, well, you could do that with a base, but fire them if they don't make it. Their job is their incentive. And I disagree with that because what level will they try if there is no incentive to, to try? I still don't understand what the difference is between what I'm saying is good for the car business with a base and what you do here. What is the difference? Well, because the, dif- the difference was when I, the difference was when I actually I think how we where we took it. The difference was the, in the position of where you said, well, their job the, the security is enough for them to to close more deals. And, okay, and to do you know what I'm saying? So, right? You don't remember that? So I do remember. I do remember. Funny that. how you I forget. Think you, that. Like I said last. Now week, I'm looking at you because like I said last week, right, and right. you took the assumption that I meant just a straight base. Mm-hmm. There has to be a stair step, and there has to be some kind of commission structure. Where do you think we disagreed last week, then? Because all of a sudden, now we're on the same dang page. Uh, Apparently, because we're talking about the same thing, but you keep hammering me because I'm talking about a base. Okay, so so I nobody in the country that I know of, no one that I know of in the entire country is is selling cars off a just straight base. Uh, nobody that I know of. Okay, so I struggle with the whole base thing, especially in the car business. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, maybe for a period of time, but mm-hmm. I struggle with the base. And the reason is, is because eventually, and hopefully it happens sooner than later, and especially if you're hiring talent, like Dave here, <clears throat> the, most of your salespeople, I think you would agree, have come here, you've trained them how to do what they do, and it's not like they it's not like they go right down the block and work for a company a, a competitor right. where mm-hmm. that's much more common in the auto business, right? To maybe leave a store, go to another store. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're hiring a lot of veterans at the same time. So as a veteran, if I'm successful in the car business, I don't know what a base would do for me. I'm not interested in the base at all. Yeah. I'm interested in what's, how can I cap out here? What does that look like? 
so opportunity. But, you know, one of the things I would throw out also, I don't know if this was addressed last week, um, when I, I, as you guys discussed right before we went on, you were talking about what incentivizes them to sell more cars if they're on a base. And there might be bonuses and things like that. But what about when it comes to gross? Like if I'm on a base or if I'm on some type of guarantee or this or that, even if I have maybe even if I haven't hit some of those upper levels of, of bonuses, I still need to protect the dealer by getting every dollar that I can. Sure. Right. So and how do I we how didn't do I touch become on that. Well, we that. did. We, actually we did. Because now now I remember, Chris, now I remember because you actually started the conversation off this today. And, and we I forgot this until just now. But really, the issue was the millennial. He, he, did, he started out by saying, well, I believe in it because I want to retain and get in, or draw in new talent. That's where I guess the disagreement started, because I have young talent here. Right. I have millennial talent here. I think that this millennial thing about them not going after money and commission is bullcrap. I think that I just feel like that, that, you know, we need to look. It's it's not like magically because computers were invented and now we're on cell phones that everybody became lazy and like, you know, like complacent and doesn't want to do anything that, that, you know, that's going to to grow them. I think that they like any. you know, when I was that age, I didn't have the things that we have now, but I also didn't have ambition. I also right. was like, you know, like to party and hang out and just do things. So maybe you'd consider me that way, but somebody taught me the importance of that. And then I began to realize I really do have some ambition when I got serious about my life. So I think that really right. it comes to maturity level. Yeah. And so I, I think that that's kind of where we got off the, the, the topic. I don't think you have to have that to retain talent. Lou, you're looking at us. What's going yes, on? Sir, yeah, we have a caller. Um, right now on the line. Let's just bring them on real quick. All right. Give me one second. I'll bring them on. All right. All right. Who do I have on the line? No, this is Adam Costa. Adam, how you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, Adam? Oh, uh, brother. I'm rocking and rolling another day in paradise. <laughs> hey, Adam, what type of store are you at and what's your position, just so the audience knows? I'm a sales manager at a Ford dealership. Okay, sales manager at a Ford dealership. So if you listened in, I don't know if you caught last week, but we just opened the show kind of readdressing this debate that was going on last week on the show with uh, a base versus no base and what that might look like. What's your take? Well, actually, last week I was on the show, and we kind of, I kind of explained how our face plan works here. It, uh, it's pretty. We have, we have both styles of face plan here. We have a unit incentive-driven pay plan and we have the I guess we call it the dinosaur pay plan the commission base but we there's a sweet spot for our for, for units here and you get X amount of units you turn X amount of dollars and then the next stair step you turn X amount of dollars or if if you're hitting on the gross side you get paid gross mm. you get paid off of your gross so we is this have, is this an A or B? Is this an A or B? And and do you have to make a choice as a salesperson, or is this all in in entwined together? It entwines together, and it, and and it we found that it works for us. For you know, some of the people coming in the business that don't understand it, but we tell them, hey, look, you catch a customer, we're going to close them. Uh, we're going to make sure you're successful. We're going to train you. We're going to get you the get you a way to make a living. Uh, and you know, I had one of them just on a on a on a unit based pay plan last month. Get his commission check and go, wow, man, that's the most money I ever made in my life. And I've had the vice versa on the commission. So I mean, it depends on the area you're in, but for us, we, we have it. 
both ways, and it's not a pick or choose. If you make over, we, we do still have what uh, what's considered a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you make three grand over that, well, you're going to get three grand. But if you let's say you sell fifteen cars and you make fifteen minis, right. well, we're not going to pay you. <clears throat> you okay. know. Fifteen hundred bucks. We're going to pay you X amount of dollars. Thank you, thank you very much, Adam. I appreciate that. And uh, okay, so okay, so let's let's take this first. We have another caller. We'll bring we'll bring the next caller on in a second. But okay, let's take this as an example. What Adam just said, right, is a perfect example because it's it's if they if they do this, we're going to pay him that. But if they do this, we're not going to you know. So he we're going to reward. Right, he grosses what I heard, and, and so yeah. here's my thing: what incentivizes if somebody is strictly if the pay plan is not important, right? Then what's going to cause somebody to to step up and not just sell a mini or whatever? Yeah. Right? What's going to incentivize? Well, what I what I heard there, and I'm and if if I got it correct, um, was that you know, hey, we're going to give you the opportunity to make a lot more money by by working gross, mm-hmm. but. If you happen to get a whole bunch of minis, we're going to at least protect you by you're going to earn a minimum of, of a little bit more than what a minimum would pay, I guess. Okay. So that's kind of what I heard. But let me throw this out hey, there. we got three callers. Okay, we got three callers. We got three callers, and I'm going to go. Uh, let's go to the next right, caller. Next who do we have on the, on the line? line? Let me see who's on. All right, who do I have on the line? You're on. Who's this? Hey, welcome to Auto. Hello. Hello. Hey. Who's this? Is it, this is Sandy Zanino. Hello, Sandy. This is David. David and Chris. You're live. How you doing? Hey. Um, so I'm doing all right. How's been, David? This is right up your alley as someone who's in the HR and the auto Thank business. Chris, uh, what you know? You know Sandy. She yeah runs. Yeah, absolutely. And Sandy, I'm going to throw this out there. It's kind of a twist. We haven't really brought this up yet, but uh, you know, we're obviously we're kind of debating on the whole uh, base. It's all about that base base pay versus uh, uh, more of a traditional commission style, and what we should offer as guarantees and whatnot. And you know, we hadn't really talked about this, but I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of interviewing now a potential employee and how focused is it important, Dave, if you're and Sandy, well, I'll just go back to Sandy. Uh, Sandy, if you're interviewing someone and it's all about that base, (laughs) is that a good sign? I mean, you know, aren't we looking for someone who's got some, you know, maybe not as focused on the base, but more focused on the opportunity? Steve, do you want to go first? Go ahead, Sandy. Go ahead. Well, if if I'm interviewing somebody, the, and, and I do frequently interview people, I'm I'm looking for um, you know cultural fit, and there's a and I'm also looking for drive. So there is a, a certain um, aspect that is really true. What you're saying, Dave, um, that you do want to find uh, those high performers. So you get to that through the interview itself. A high performer, um, you know, I am a, I believe that past performance is the best indicator of future performance. Mm -hmm. So especially with the new generations we have coming into the workforce in droves, and remember that boomers are leaving. Boomers are leaving our workforce. you know, in order to find, you ask questions, like, for example, I, a question I love to ask people is tell me about um, and, uh, something that you accomplished recently that you're really proud of. Now, this might be somebody that's really young, so it maybe it's an accomplishment from college or from school. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a work 
interesting. And, and then, I, then I'm going to dig a little deeper. I want to know um, what were the obstacles that they had to overcome in order to reach their goal. You know, and that their answers will tell me a lot. Sandy, about what Sandy that's why you're an HR expert, because those are great uh, questions. I would, you know, that uh, that all of us in the auto business could uh, use in this example to, to uh, throw out there. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Sandy. All right. Well, go ahead. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Oh, thank, thank you thank so you. much. You, Sandy. All right. I think I, right now I have Chelsea. Chelsea, you're on the line. Chelsea, you're on the line. Chelsea no Holmes. Chelsea, but you got Baron. Oh, I got. All right, hold on, Baron. Bring you right on. Chelsea, you're can you on the line. Me? Yes, I can hear you. All right, we got callers stacked up here. Okay. Chris, you don't know Chelsea. I'm gonna let you ask Baron questions. Is that okay? Okay. Because I know Chelsea. I want to ask her because I don't. I don't know if you know her or not. Chelsea Combs, you are a millennial. Okay, so here you are. You know, in in a, you know a young to mid twenty year old. Um, person in this industry you've been listening to the dialogue the conversation i'd love to get your take on what we've been talking about here yeah so um being a millennial and everyone thinks that like we're afraid of commission i'm telling you everyone like thinks that we're terrified of it i was never terrified of it coming into the auto industry but i also didn't know any better so i did start off as a salary um salesperson. The problem with my role was that my dealership was having salary and commission-based salespeople, so they were kind of on two different waves, and it kind of caused a rift in the floor. But I don't mind having like a base, like what you're going to get paid per car for a volume store. That makes sense. Um, But then I, like a salary-based employee, I feel like it should only be during a training Um, like if you're training, because it really does cause like a lot of drama unless your whole entire floor was salary. Mm. Boom. That's a mic drop. I don't even have a pen in my hand. How about that, Chris? Because I mean, I like it. I like it. I mean, she, she went, you, you went across a couple of different issues there, which I think is great. Like Mm -hmm. the first thing is if you have two different play plans, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely going to cause a rift. And I've been in that environment before. It is a huge rift. But why um, do you have yeah, it? That's I, the, I the right. It's the deal. It's the <clears throat> dealer's fault. It's a, it's, in a, in a, it's a dealer's fault for having that because why would you, why it's it, it, to me, it's a lack of training. It's a lack of expectation setting. It's a lack of, you know, hiring the right people in some ways, if you're going to have something that's going to cause a rift like that, because if there's no, if it's going to cause a rift then there's then, then no one understands why. Yeah. You definitely have to weigh out what the consequences are anytime that you structure uh, any type of pay plan and how that will affect everything. But, but don't you think, that, don't you things, think the very definition of, of a rift is because somebody doesn't understand there's, there's not a true a, understanding. A million percent. And that's, you know, one of the things I kind of subtly picked up there, I, I don't know if, if uh, others caught it, but when Chelsea said, you know, I didn't know any better when I first came in the business about about commission. I didn't really, you know, necessarily started off as a salaried employee because I didn't really know about the commission and, and maybe all the dynamics of that. I think that's important, especially with someone young, because they may they, they may legitimately not understand the all of the opportunities that are available and how commissions really work. OK, but how sense? about OK, but devil's advocate here. Is it just age? Maybe age is maybe age is a factor. I say yes lot. on that point. Okay. See, well, I, me, I well, actually I actually disagree. Well, I, I think there's a lot of quality talent out there that don't that are don't know any better, that may not make a leap from one industry to the car industry because 
of or, the salary. Or what about, I think age is, I, I, I disagree with Cribs on that too, because I don't think age, I think age might show up more because the younger don't workforce. Don't disagree with me over there. Younger workforce <laughs> getting into the industry. But We're supposed about, to be disagree with Chris. Not, yeah. Not well, I, love disagree. Right. I got, disagree with both you guys. We got but, three more callers. All right. Three okay. Three, 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 let me say this. Let me, hey, hold on one second. Oh. Oh, don't cut can off I Dave. Get my dang, cut off me, but not Dave. <laughs> listen, man. Can I get my dang point out just for one second? My, just finish my sentence here. All I'm trying to say is this. How about a single mom? How about a single mom that's fresh or single dad or somebody that gets out of that needs to go to work that's that's not young that's 40 years old 35 years old whatever it is and they i just think they i feel like they have a good understanding of commission of, of commission they yeah. got a under, good understanding of like what it took to be okay all right let's go to our next caller all who right, do we have all right chelsea thank you for calling I mean, Hey, who do we hey have this is auto deal live you're on air who we do we have, have frank on? on we have frank on frank yes frank lopes no frank what's going on gentlemen what is good what is good in your hood how are you doing <laughs> oh man blessed by the best be on. awesome come on, come awesome. on man and, and for the audience here who do we have on frank this is coach frank sagasta from arizona nice to, nice to have you on frank and and frank share your position uh, in what type of store you're in okay well no longer in a store now i'm teaching okay and okay. i'm teaching young young millennials that are going into the workforce <laughs> how to start asking the right questions, what to be prepared for. There's commission and salary. They're learning about these tools now. What I heard the last speaker talk about, she said she didn't know. She was naive. So mm -hmm. why are education institutes not teaching these, these Okay, values? real quick, real quick, Frank, so tell us. tell I us back from salesman to now teaching again. Frank, Frank, tell us what you're telling no, these listen. millennials to ask. I'm sorry. Uh, tell us what you're coaching the millennials to ask in an interview with a dealer. Hmm. Okay. So number one, they're learning all the tips and advantages of what to look for in a business, in a right business, hmm. as well as the questions to be prepared for. What can you tell me about yourself? What do you want from this company? Questions. Learning how to answer these questions with of course, with confidence, with courage, with self-esteem, that way they're prepared. I don't want them to be like the last call, go into a business and not know whether they should do commission or they should do salary. If this, you know, they want to look for value in each and every single company they, they present themselves to. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally teaching them how to value themselves. That's good. All right. That's yeah. good. All right. Thank you. Frank. Yeah, very well, that. very well needed uh, in today's market as well. So let's go. Who do we have next, Lou? We have Baron. Baron. Baron from Furman. What's up, Baron? What's going on, Baron? Hey, what's up there? What's going on, my auto dealer family? How we doing over there? Man, live, we live and direct. I'm sitting here live. I'm at the desk. I got stuff happening right now around me. It's exciting, man. Come on, this, 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 this about. must be how, how it feels to be like this. Must this, this must be how it feels to be DJ Khaled when he's in the like the the booth and everything. <laughs> he's got everything happening around him, man. This is awesome with a capital A. You are the man. You are desk and deals. <laughs> And listening, watching the show, and, and, and then calling in. And yeah, rhyming. Uh, yeah, coming up, with all the, coming up with all the sayings. Hey, say, so, Baron, we're talking about the pay plan, base, no base. We kind of touched on this last week. We're back on it again for a bit. Over there at Furman, what is the norm? Do you guys start out with a base? Is there a, is there a full-time base ongoing uh, for salespeople, or is it all commission, or what does it look like? 
Well, it's definitely that's that's a great question. It's definitely all commission. However, when the first month when they're starting out, they do they do get a guarantee. So, in other words, with that guarantee is not only the the work that you're going to go ahead and, and put in, but also the coaching that we're going to go ahead and put in. You know, I can't I'd be a hypocrite if I tell somebody ABC always be closing when I'm not ABC always be coaching. You know, but that's that's what we got to do. We got to cultivate our people. So if you're going to tell your person ABC always be closing and you ha- you're not ABC always be coaching as a manager, man, you're, you're nothing but a hypocrite, man. Yep. You know, so that's that's something that that we got to look at. Okay, so I, I think you what's awesome, and I see. Go ahead. I think you're on a similar plan than what Chelsea said. Chelsea uh, also mentioned that a train she she was for a training base for a certain amount of time. I think I feel the same yeah. way. It sounds like that's the plan they're on over there at Furman. Well, yeah, absolutely. Baron, thank you so much for calling in, man. We got uh, going to get to two more callers here. We were for the show. The call is the phone's blowing up. Um, but thank you so much. And we're going to we're going to talk about this for one second before we bring a caller before we bring the next caller on. Yeah. Dude, okay, so let, let me let me just clarify something. I'm for that too. Matter of fact, I'm not just for it. I'm not only for it in the beginning. I'm for it always. I really I don't see a problem with it. Well, it listen, here's the deal. You have an X amount of margin in, in whatever you're selling. You have a car, you have a advertising product, whatever it is, there's margin in that. And of course, as a business owner, as someone who's going to put together a pay plan, play plan you're going to sit down and you're going to look at what you can afford to bring in as a base and how it, that makes sense and then what that commission is going to look like. And so I'm okay with it being there as an, as an addition because I think, again, I think that it's an attraction. For instance, it's, it's, it's like a golden parachute. It's like, it's, it's like a, you know, a g- great incentive or a benefits plan. It's well, like a, you know, an R, uh, 401k. It's like anything else. It can be an attraction that is saying, hey, listen, in addition to this aggressive commission plan, you're also going to bring this. But here's, but here's my argument to that would, be, okay. would, would simply be that if you're in a position that is solely to create revenue Mm -hmm. for your, in other words, you're not holding other responsibilities. I could see a base in, in an area where, you know, you're, you're ordering and managing the inventory for a dealer as well as selling. But when you are strictly selling, I think it's time to come off that base. And if you, because it, to me, it just doesn't make sense to pay someone who is not performing. Well, if they're not performing, then you walk them through a series of exit strategies until you get them out. If they're not performing or you're paying them all along to not perform until they exit well then that's where process comes in so so for instance the process the onboarding process the training process needs to get better and then the the um the, the, the you know how that how that's going to look and then where the progression needs to be at a certain place i so, think the difference is you invest more here in their yes. ongoing success well, where a dealer typically unfortunately most of most of them they don't have that that well, long-term kind of let's look at outlook, this unfortunately let's, let's not saying the, all well, of that's them. actually another really good point because it, it, it is it's maybe be another show. No, no, <laughs> well, no. I show. think it's on this one. Okay. I mean, right. yeah. If you're, if you're, we someone, agreed. I agreed with you. If you're someone coming from the outside <laughs> of the industry, you always, and and someone's not willing to pay for the training and, and ongoing, you might think, well, this dealership doesn't care about other people. It's just going to be a high turnover dealership and go to the next store. Well, right. one second. Actually, it ahead, bring, that ties in what we were going to bring in as another topic, and it's probably a good time to yeah. bring that in. Going back to the basics, you brought that up. and So let's do this. Let's look at what we talked about, okay. the pay plan and, and, you know, and, and, and the part of that that we're looking at. We're yeah. looking at it from a standpoint of you know, where it's right, where it's wrong, where it benefits, where it doesn't. You know, a dealership doing the training, you know, making sure they invest more. And then this move that you brought up, and I'll let you bring it up, of back to the basics. And then how many callers do we have lined up? We have 
Okay, so we'll bring Andrew. We'll let you segue right, yeah. in, and we'll bring Andrew in after that. How about yeah, that, Chris? Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead and enter enter the uh, the this next topic here that you talked about. Okay, I'll intro the next topic. The next topic is simply, you know, I've I've heard uh, through several people I've dealt with and, and talked with in the auto business that there's a movement back towards the basics. And without getting into a whole just thing on training, I think what this stems from. <laughs> Sorry, man. Go ahead, Chris. You know, I, I think the camera on us. I think ultimately it's it's no. It's no this is the first time we've done this, even oh, wow. though it's been six, seven years. <laughs> Go ahead. It's no secret now that we have so many ways to reach a client and to, you know, to, <laughs> to capitalize on, uh, for lack of a better term, I know I'll get, I'll get hate emails for this, but saying leads, lead generation, right? We have so many methods of, 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 of now uh, lead generation that I think that we've lost or we're losing a lot of our sales skills. And there's those who say the road to the sale is dead and things like that. But lately I'm hearing there's a movement back towards that. And I think ultimately what we're looking for is success as dealerships. And I think success is based on how we're performing with our clients overall. Mm. And, and, you know, in order to perform well with your client, I really do believe that's why now we're seeing a movement back more towards the basics. And as I was driving down the road the other day, I was thinking, you know, how can I articulate that the road to the sale isn't dead? I kept mm. thinking about that. And, and then I figured it out. I had this aha moment that I haven't had in many, many years. That long? <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> that long. Um, but, wow. uh, but I'm driving down the road and I thought, you know, how did the road to the sale get started? Like, how did, where did these, who originated these steps? And then I figured it out. And I'm like, here's how the road, here's how the road to the sale truly got started, Dave. There was this guy or gal. Go ahead. There was this guy or gal who met a customer and did a really awesome job at selling them and then closing them. And then someone went back and they go, how does this person keep succeeding so well selling cars? And they go, well, let's break down what they're doing. First, they're meeting the customer, then they're qualifying them, <laughs> then they're doing this. And that's how the road to the sale came about. It wasn't because they had that formula and said, this is how we start our business. It came about because they watched someone who was successful selling cars. They broke that down and there's the natural road to the sale. Sound okay. So let's bring our. That's my. We have Matt Lasco on from Lasco Ford, uh, no stranger to the show, and I'd love him to weigh in on all of this as as an owner, as a GM, runs two different stores, actually, uh, you know, uh, sells a lot of cars. So Matt, we're talking about a couple of things, and I know I, you may not have been listening uh, to all the show, but we started out talking about pay plans. We started out, then we said, you know, um, should should a base be uh, involved, and in, in if it if it is, should it be there in the beginning? Should it be there? for the for the for the duration um you know is it is it essential in attracting you know young or top t talent uh or possibly bringing in these millennials and then cribs brought in um then we started kind of segueing into um you know training and going back to the basics uh you know and so forth so you've you've heard this matt what's your take on on this on this topic in general and uh, how, how do you how do you think that it should be handled at the dealer level all right, so my, my original side of the call is to talk to you on the pay plan, which is going to ruffle Cribs' feathers a little bit. <laughs> but then I'm going to make Cribs feel, I'm going to make him feel better after that because I'm going to agree with him with the idea that the basics are still very well entrenched in car sales. Um, what I would say is, is, so we're a dealership that does not run a traditional plan. We have a traditional salesperson and a veteran salesperson, both of which get a salary. The veteran gets a bigger salary, which 
is either based on how many they sell, or once you've been here for over two years, you graduate up to that veteran's plan. Wait, Matt, Matt, let me stop you there one second. Um, that means I could make a ton of money at your dealership because I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, go ahead. You'd have a good shot at it because anyone that can talk to people and follow a process can make a ton of money at this dealership. There we so go. There we go. The, the next step is we, we split it up. Now, we do pay commission, but we don't pay just front end commission. We pay a commission on the entire car deal, so we're all one team. Finance guys are trying to sell. Sales guys are trying to sell front and back commission. And then we tie in a couple more things that every dealer's got to remember. CVP is one of the biggest things the manufacturer can take money away from. So we've got a nice ratio of, of their pay based on CVP. We have some volume bonuses so that we can continue to push our product across the curb. And then we do a wonderful year-end bonus. And why do I do that? Because I want my staff to be here forever. So what that's done, over the past five years, we've evolved the plan that we're on. We went from being their traditional car dealership that would have six of the same salespeople here at the end of the year and 14 new ones in and out to a store that has less than 10% turnover. Pretty much if someone leaves, it's based on a long-term exit plan. Um, and what I'll say is, you ever dealt with someone that's kind of got mood swings up and down? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that can be challenging, whether it's the boss or the employee. Well, when income can fluctuate up and down and up and down, and a large ratio of sales reps that are entering into the business or learning the business can really run check to check, you can keep them in place, keep their mind right, and they'll sell better by giving them a little bit more fluid pay plan split up over weeks instead of one giant check every month that they go vanish and have a hangover the next day on. That's good. Yeah, those are valid points. And you can't argue with the turnover and what's changed there. And, and we all know that Matt runs an incredible store. But, Matt, go back to the point. Were you going to make any uh, any contribution? You said I, I you were really going to make like me feel the, really so good. Just so. as you said, that, like the basics, <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Everyone's running around and there's you know CRM trainers and BDC trainers and everything else. But if you're really fighting, let's say you're just the big three, you're Ford, Dodge, and Chevy fighting on trucks. Payments are pretty tight, right? You can get this deal here or this lease there. How are you going to win? Well, it's going to come down to product and sales. So my Ford sales reps know just as much about their competitive vehicle. They know that we offer things like Ford Pass that GM might not, et cetera, so they can actually be sales reps. Well, that's no different than the road to the sale. If you don't sell product, you won't sell well. And uh, I, I agree with you that people have gotten lost on some of the other training things and forgot about some of the real basic, important foundational sales items. Yeah, thank That's you, Matt. Good. I appreciate that. Actually, yeah, I, I got one question before we go in. It's, go, it's go a ahead, little bit Chris. off topic, go but ahead. I'm just curious because you're someone who has a, a pulse on the entire industry. Um, there's a lot of talk right now about uh, loan defaults as far as on the subprime market. Do you see anything in the future, near future, that is going to um, make things make your life harder in the dealerships that do a lot of subprime? Well, so the major subprime people that I talk to, um, our lenders, really, they're, from everything we spoke on, their portfolios are pretty well and they're performing good. I do think that there's probably some subprime drag out there, just as we keep hearing on the news. I think it's tied into either 
some of these major buy here, pay here type places, like let's say a drive time, I'm not saying that they have an issue. I'm just giving you a name of a, mm-hmm. a national size one that might not affect a franchise dealer as much because they're not working off the Capital Ones and Ally Banks and Santander's, et cetera. So um, I don't see an implosion coming. I don't see uh, that market going bad. The only thing you may see is uh, an uptick in bankruptcies or an uptick in negative equity that kind of keeps you from being able to do a deal because these people are far, so far behind or adding a third repo to their life, you know. Okay. Yeah, good. thank you so thank much, Thank you so Matt. much, Matt. I appreciate you calling in and taking time. Always awesome. Always a pleasure, guys. Continue the show, and I always love listening to you on Thursdays. Thanks so much. Thank you. Dave, Dave, I got something real quick. Sure. Do we have any more callers, Lou, or do we good? So I just have uh, – I I thought of an analogy, and just think of of this. But let's say that we could review a car sale from an amazing car sale person, and there are plenty of them out there, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say someone who's just doesn't a bang-up job from start to finish, like picture-perfect sale, right? And we break it down like game film, like like you would a NFL, like an NFL coach would, right? Mm-hmm. If you broke that film down from start to finish of that sales process, my point earlier was that you will lay out the road to the sale. I really truly believe that. So the road to the sale isn't dead. That's all I wanted to say. I had to get that out of my system. So okay, so you're saying that? Well, yeah. You know, I think, well, I mean, well, it's just like, okay, if you, if you went out, you walk out, you know, of this room today Mm -hmm. and you, you know, reach out to a dealer for the first time or your Mm -hmm. one of your salespeople does and they do everything textbook. I mean, it just goes exactly. See, that's the problem. The way that it should. That's the, that's the problem. And this is a different topic altogether. And I'm probably going to be in the significant minority of of anybody listening here, maybe, but. See, I, I'm different because I, okay, now I have a process. I mean, I have a training that we've written here. You're familiar sure, with sure. it, our four by 100 process that I wrote in 2004. And we modify everything that we do is inside these four points. And, but I'm going to tell you that I've closed deals. I've closed deals outside of that process. And I think that, or by, by, or working 20% of that process and having, in, in, you know, in, in selling them when they're ready to buy. I think that I, well, that comes with wrecking. That's becomes, but I think that, that comes with being savvy enough after experience to sure. recognize those, those, those well, times. Well, but I think that people need to make themselves get savvy very quickly. So I don't think that, that comes with time as much as it comes with training and it comes with hiring the right people. And it comes with, you know, really spending time with them and, you know, and not just training them by look at this, do this, follow this, watch this, that as well, but also look at me, follow me, watch me do yes. what I do, see why I do it, see why it works. And so I think the, where I think the road to the sale is a necessity. I think there's some modifications to it. I think there may be some additions and some subtractions at certain times. There's some caveats. There's roads within the road. It's more of a town to the sale. And inside that town, there's like, there's, there's roads inside of it. For instance, our four by 100 process is here. It's just four points. Boom, 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 boom. But inside of those, I've got a manual that thick that we do all of our own training process here and everything coincides with those four points are in, but they're found inside of them. And until you crack that open, you, you know, and I can train for days on one topic that's mm-hmm. listed inside of those four processes. Sure. And by the sure. way, those four processes are simple. It's, it's, it's uh, prospecting, then it's engaging then it's presentation and then it's wrapping up or closing. Yep. That's it. Those four points, but inside of those, those are the four segments, but inside of those, it's, it goes on for days. Right. Yeah. Lots of dynamics. Boom.
What do you guys say, man? Yeah, no one keeps baby in the corner. I hey, I agreed with you for a second on one thing. I know. But it was, it was he, scary. I thought I thought I was in the twilight zone for a second. Well, you know what's funny? I also agreed when he said you ever worked with anybody that had mood swings up and down. I, also I looked, looked at you, too. I so, looked at you. I, mean, I was going to say, watch the replay on that, Dave. You'll see Chris's eyes I constantly look at going me, to but, left. But they didn't catch the, <laughs> that I looked at him first because Lewis had the camera on you because he's playing on his phone. So I mean, The ironic but, thing is the mood swings were because of you, so... Really? I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. <laughs> Man. All right. So did we fly by already? I mean, is, no, are, we near the, are we near the end of the can't show? Be. Or it's time to, it's time to oh, win, lose, or draw, oh, baby. Man. Oh, we man. Well, where's the fire. names? That was a rapid-fire call-in, too. You know, I don't know if any of my employees are working today. I don't oh, really don't know. Like, the names aren't here. Lose. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know we just, it just kind of looked a little bit of an off. It was an off show. There's actually... You don't know this, Dave, but every week between 3.30 and 4.30, there's a party outside. And so yeah. <laughs> like, show started. Let's go. As soon as, as, soon as the show's over, people are scattered. Like they're, and then all of a sudden, yeah. act like they're working. Yeah, they grab the phone. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway. So we're giving away some money, right? Yeah, we're, we're giving away some they're, money. They're, we went to go get the, the, uh, the names. The but Go ahead, cool. Um the camera's not on us. It almost, <laughs> Lou left the room. Like that's see that's tell me that's is the not, camera on me only. It's yes. on you. It's on but you. But here's the deal: wow. they can hear Lou us. Cribs, tell me that's not off. It's off because Lou never leaves. They bring it to him, and the producer left the room. The producer left. If you're the listening room, yeah. right now, our so, producer left the so, room. So you get to watch me and listen to Dave and Chris as oh, and, you can tell and now he ran switched. back in, switched it back as Cribs was talking. <laughs> Lou, are you on crack? Did you smoke something before you the show? What's up, man? I'm Go gonna ahead. wait to the people that aren't talking, and then I'm gonna put it on them. <laughs> yeah. And then it's gonna be like watching one of those like old Asian movies from way back. You know, the guy. Yeah. Like, what we ought to do yeah. is you ought to just move your lips, and then me and Dave will talk for you. Right. You not say a word, so it'll look like you're talking, but mm -hmm. we'll be. Let's the try worst. that for a second because the bowl's not here yet. Okay. Hey, flip the camera on Cribs. Cribs, you just okay. move your lips, and I'm gonna say something. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have small little. <laughs> 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 Oh, that was good. All right. Wow. We'll try it for me, Cribs. Ready? I'm going to mouth and you just say something. Ready? I'm shortest when I try to stand up. <laughs> All right. Let's do Chris. Chris, go ahead, man. Clemson sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I'd never say that. Uh, you uh, said it just now. No, no. Oh, man, no. we are crazy. They're national champs, by the way. If anybody's still watching, you know. I love Clemson. I went to your house to watch the game. You did. I was we had a great time. I was just... You know, I thought that it was supposed to be funny what we were doing here. I didn't. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm wonderful. My name is Chris. And, you know, what, what was I supposed to do something boring? Yeah, that was exactly what you were supposed to do. Watch this. I'm going to make this shot right here. Is the, is the bowl coming, man? Uh, I'm waiting on it. It is coming, though. We were just kidding. <laughs> we're not giving out any money. Oh, man, Psych! No. <laughs> it's supposedly coming. Hey, it was a good show, though. You know what? I appreciate our callers. We have some great listeners. Lou, let's read some comments, man. Read some comments to us while we're waiting here. We still got a few minutes. The bowl just the bowl's the coming in now. Yeah, but read, read a couple comments. The first comment there. Chris is really awesome. Kim, would you bring that in here? He's doing something for me. Bring that in. Here. So, some of the comments were. Please. Thank you. It's okay. You're not on camera, Kim. You're not on camera. So we had Andrew Breedlove. Your process is what separates you from other dealerships. Your integrity and your culture. Hey, Lou. Yes, sir. Turn your mic on. My mic was on. There you go. Speak into, it. Speak yeah, into the mic. Oh, thanks, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad this show, show went well today. Gracious. Hmm. Hey, the next time I have an idea of doing a show like this, kick me <laughs> right. squarely in the face. Yeah. <laughs> what were we thinking? Go ahead. All right. No, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm, 
I've done read that dang comment. Dude, that long one right there. See that long one right there below. No, the one right there. Read that long one. Lose next comment. Yes. It says success. <laughs> yeah, lose like. Someone said, I like your hat, Dave. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely agree, David. <laughs> Read the long comment, Lou. Read the long one. I see a long one. I just can't see it. Andrew Broodlove. Read says, speaking to the mic. Your process <laughs> is your success. We teach everyone at our dealerships that we go back into the basics. Uh, cover things with the customer that nobody else will and show them that stuff that no one else will be transparent. This is our, our wheelhouse. Mm. All right. <laughs> Boom. Let's give away some money. Come Let's on. do it. Let's uh -huh. give away some cash, man. All right. You ready, Chris? I'm ready. All right. So 50 bucks, Dave. First one's 50 bucks. Second one's 50 bucks. Third one is 50 bucks. All right. You ready to throw it to you? You going to read it? Let's do it. <clears throat> Let's see if he can switch the camera as it flies across the room. <laughs> Let's see. Start. Oh, he didn't. He, you got to start it. The moment you said it. it. Oh yeah, that's not good. You, you got to do it in motion, right, brother. Go, ready? All right, ready. Got to catch it going from one screen to the next. Boom. There you go, Lou. Nice. All right. Nice. nice. It's my first day. <clears throat> Just started. We can and help. the first winner of the fifty dollars would be Ricardo Gerard. Ricardo Gerard. Fifty dollars to make him. Ricardo, you can Ricardo has won before. Make that to uh, Luke. All right, Chris, Torres. you think you can reach the table you over there? Probably not. I don't. I don't think so. I'll put you on a base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget. Hey, forget the base. If you throw it halfway yeah. around here, I'll take the commission on the catch. Throw, before you throw it, how about this? I'll give you a base if you hit it. I'll give you a thousand dollars commission if you could throw it across here. Who do you think's gonna do it? <laughs> wait a second. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I gotta do what? What are the rules, oh. are the rules here? <laughs> you get you get a you get ten dollars an hour base. I'm just kidding. All right. Go ahead. All I know is I get a thousand bucks if I catch it. That's all I know. Oh, you didn't First catch of all, it. You dropped it. Threw it like a freaking under well underthrown pitch. Lou, you would have dove on the floor for it. For a thousand bucks, I'd knock everything over for a thousand bucks. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is crazy. I'd have Cruz in a leg lock. All right. Here's <laughs> one of our faves. William McCormick, brother. William McCormick. William you McCormick. You're All a right, winner. Let's go West Virginia. All right. Last one here. Last, last one. one. Here we last go. One. I'm with, ready? There we go. All right. Let's see. Let's get one right. Ooh, this one feels like, you know, feels like one we have, you know, maybe a, maybe a new winner. What do you guys think? Lou's sure. texting. He can't think about Let it. Show. Let me show you what it looks like. There it is right there. I got See? it. He wants That's to hurt winner. me now. That's the winner. Ready, Chris? Let's go. Woo. All right. Caught it, too. Last winner, 50 bucks. $50. 50 dollars. Not 50 cent. Not $50. a half dollar. All right. Scott Petricone. Scott Petricone. You, you win $50, my friend. 50 bucks. All Chris, right. There's your winner. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that, Chris? I'm going to show you. Uh, Let's go. Ahead. go. Show, show, Let's show end the show. Show me something. In the show. Okay. About to end the show now. Hey, guys. Great show. Great show. Really, honestly, it was a great show. We fun. actually noticed little things that, you know, like that. But I, I watched it back, and you can't you can't see. So you guys that are watching, you know, hopefully you let us have fun a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Cribs, man, closing comments on whatever we talked about, everything. Just just, just sum it up, man. Sum it up with your 50-plus years of experience on this earth. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. I, I don't know. I think, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was uh, what Sandy had, had suggested. And I think it is important to ask, uh, first of all, I think we've learned from Craig Lockhart to ask the same questions in an interview when you interview different candidates to see that what that response looks like so you can compare. Um, but I love the fact that Sandy brought up the questions about maybe what is, what is something that you've accomplished 
that you're most proud of. And that's going to, that's going to, you know, kind of unveil a lot of things. Are they going to talk about something, you know, selling so many cars? Or are they going to talk about, you know, a volunteer work that they did? Are they going to talk about something else in their family? It can really tell a lot more about that potential, uh, you know, applicant, mm. if you will. And she was looking for a culture fit was her priority, as, as I recall. So yeah. I think that that sheds a lot of light on that. It's probably one of the reasons she asked the questions, but that was sort of uh, one of my takeaways. All right. So, uh, Chris, let me ask you, man, what is a closing remark? Something you want to leave the audience with? Um, that you pretty much agree with me at the end of the show, so I don't really have anything else to add to it. What was that about? What did I agree with you about? You started off disagreeing with me at the beginning of the show, and it seems like you progressed to agreeing with me. Towards well, maybe you progressed to agreeing with me. Them. Maybe yeah. you progressed to each other or something. Dave, maybe you progressed. Dave, give us your, your, your thoughts, your closing comment on the show today. Yeah, I mean, I think um, – I think the dealerships need to go back to the basics. I think that this, I think this crap that is, that anybody has some revelation of some new way to do anything. I get leery when I hear that. I think that there's new tools, but get, you know what? Other than new tools, <clears throat> people are people. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that regardless, I was talking to a company. I went to speak at a national sales meeting for a, for an international company. It was their national sales team. And uh, they're a client of ours, and they're in the logistics business. And I was speaking to them about uh, a lot of things, and I ended on social selling. And you know, I think that when it comes to something like that, or some anything new, but just anything I, in, with regards to social selling, I think that that could be the, the an example of something that we try to shift our entire thinking and abandon things, you know, mm -hmm. to to accommodate what we feel. We were just talking about it with digital, yeah marketing and so it's just it's just one of these things where i think that we need to back up we need to slow down we need to we need to pause we need to think however you want to say it and we need to realize that people are people and in no, no matter what we have we can have all the tools in the world i use one quick example of linkedin and this happens to anybody that's watching this on linkedin if you have someone connect with you this in the business world the moment they connect with you the second like someone connects with you and then you get a message that long <laughs> right and it's like I would, I would no more buy anything from that person ever. I never even read it. It's just, it's so impersonal. And to me, it's, 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 that's a perfect example of dehumanizing something. You're connected with somebody in the very, the very definition of connection yeah. is, is bastardized. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, <clears throat> well, I think it's interesting that you said abandon in place of these things. And I think you're spot on. And, and I would challenge everyone to look at their sales process and, and just for a moment, think about it in, as a before, during, and after, mm -hmm. where the before, we're using all of these tools, these methods, these ways of reaching and contacting a customer and generating that customer, right? Mm -hmm. But I think where, we're, we're, where we fell and where we, where we abandoned is the during, right? The during, where the skills come in. So uh, I challenge you to do that. Break your sale down to the before, <laughs> during, and after. And see how you measure up with your during. You know, this is kind of difficult to deliver this content. I do want to. Well. I do want to touch on something you you Craziness were, you were going on starting to say. Lou. Hey, Joe. Go mobile. I am. I'm That's all right. You're cool. Um, you know, go ahead. I think I think one of the things takeaways from this show, in whether it's a pay plan or whether it is uh, marketing, which we were in a marketing meeting earlier today. Um, I, I think no matter what it is, I think we need to all learn. There's not a magic bullet. 
and there's also multiple different ways to tackle whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There, no one's got the solution for everybody. Right. And so, and so I we think, stop, so stop kind of treating it like it's a solution, right. but treat it like it's just it's just one method. It's a mm-hmm. tool. It's, it's a, tool. a freaking tool, man. Look, a bazooka is necessary unless you're you're in an alley fight. You know what I mean? If you're in an alley fight and you pull a bazooka out, you're dying too. <laughs> you're dead too, man. I mean, right? You know, but you but, but a bazooka is necessary. In, in certain certain places, right? Yeah. It's a weapon. It's a tool. You know, same time a grizzly bear comes up against you, you better not pull out some little, you know, like 19, you know, or 1875 bow and arrow. You know what I mean? That's not going to work, but it's an it's a tool in your arsenal. And I totally agree. Hey, Joe, what were you doing when you walked in here? Did a little... It was a floss. What were you doing, man? Huh? You, Joe just walked in right up in front of the camera before and everything. Go ahead. Look at him. I can't do that. If you put a gun to my head and told me to do that, I would just say, shoot me now. <laughs> Like, yeah, I cannot do that. Three kids, uh-huh. under three kids under 12. Yep. All right, guys. I think we've embarrassed ourselves long enough. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. All see right. you guys. See Lewis. ya. See ya. See you later. Yeah, see ya. Have a good day, guys. See ya.